0: David Hicks watch continues. It is Tuesday. Saturday is oh rapidly no, oh approaching. No, oh no. What's the we latest status d- of David Hicks? I, I, I don't <laughs> want to put labels
1: on this, Tyler. I don't want to do the whole David Hicks watch thing. Because for a few days before September 28th, you were wishing everybody a happy David Hicks day on Thursday. The day Look before, before I was. I said happy David Hicks day on the day of. I know that's no one's what I'm really saying. Like, about that. I no, they're not going to forget about that.
0: David Hicks watch. I mean, there's a lot of there's uh more than one five-star prospect that is reportedly going to be in town and he's um the most highly sought after five-star that is going to be in town this weekend. He's kind of the uh the headliner of the class, I guess you would say of all the prospects visiting. So, as of Tuesday, David Hicks, heard anything uh other than he's going to be here on
1: Saturday? Still good? We're still good. We're still good. For now. For now. Unless something changes. Friday. Ooh, we got a
0: flat tire somewhere around Dallas. We're going to have to turn around and go back. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if Peyto's still playing or not. Got to watch film with my team Saturday morning.
1: Sorry. Can't make it to bed Oh, man. That's that's going to be one of the memes for the next few years when it comes to recruiting, isn't it? Yeah, film study on Saturday morning. Once we heard that from Colton Vosick, uh, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Kind
0: of feel like we know where where this one's going to go. But, hey, David Hicks isn't the only big-time prospect in town. As we've been telling you, this is the biggest recruiting weekend all year long in season for OU football. But I did hear Brandon Drum on with you last hour, and he thinks that Oregon's a real player here. David Hicks' uh, visit didn't commit, visited Oregon last weekend for that Washington game. So I guess the question now is, is this like the Peyton Bowen situation? Because with the Peyton Bowen situation, he's been committed to Notre Dame since New Year's Day. And we've said, yeah, but kind of feel like Texas A&M is, you know, it's really your biggest challenger here. Has the conversation flipped with David Hicks now? Because he's been committed to A&M for a bit, several weeks, but he's visited Oregon. He's visiting OU. He doesn't seem like a solid A&M commit. Is Oregon the team to beat here? Or is it still Texas A and M? Is it Texas? Like, who's the school that we really need to look at? If you're OU,
1: man, I don't even know at this point because like he doesn't feel like he's solidly committed. No, though. here's here's what it feels like to me. It feels like there's been one common thread throughout this entire process for Peyton Bowen, and it's the University of Oklahoma. And when you combine that with the knowledge, and I, if, if you haven't already picked up on this, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. OU's getting ready to. How do I phrase this delicately? Invest in Peyton Bowen. Mm. Oh, that's what the new uh, collective is for, huh? <laughs> I, like, Here's the thing. If you don't understand why that collective hit the mainstream yesterday, yeah. if you don't immediately get why that came out, what especially why the timeline matches up as well as it does with the high-profile recruitments of a couple of these elite players down the stretch in 2023, I can't help you because – it's not hard to connect the dots there. They just
0: posted some day one numbers, by the way. One hundred fifty one over $151,000 raised after day one. So, Dang. Cutting into the Peyton Bowen Fund is uh, what you're saying there, huh? No, but, uh, I mean, OU's realize the importance of NIL in recruiting. It's just, um, you got to play the game these days. Whether, whether you like it or not, um, whether your sta- whatever your stance is on NIL, like Porter Moser said this morning on the station, on the T Row in the morning show, r- regardless of what your station like, th- this is the reality of recruiting right now. I mean, NIL is a huge part of it. You you gotta you gotta play the game, whether you want to or not.
1: Anyway, on the Bowen thing, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, been yeah. one common thread, and it's Oklahoma. And with the knowledge that Bowen has literally visited Oklahoma double digit times in this calendar year, that's not an exaggeration with the knowledge that he's visited Oklahoma double-digit times in 2022, with the knowledge that Oklahoma's getting ready to make an investment, and with the knowledge that girlfriends are undefeated, plus the Jackson-Arnold factor, the relationship with Brandon Hall, everything points to Oklahoma, and you can't take anything to the bank with a five-star. I'm not saying you should, but what I am saying is you have to regard Oklahoma as the leader right now for Peyton Bowen. And I get that he's committed in all technicality to Notre Dame. But, com- I, I mean, y- no- yeah, I, he didn't feel that way. I I I don't know why he hasn't – well, I okay. I understand why he hasn't decommitted, because if he doesn't decommit, he's got every school in the country on the phone with him. And so I, I would imagine it's kind of been a tactic designed to minimize the noise, at least as far as his phone line is concerned. But – that commitment is just lip service at this point. Well,
0: yeah, and, and like I said, I'm starting to feel that way with David Hicks now. You know, now that the Oregon visit happened, now that the OU visit is happening, now that the fight in 420s or 3 and 7 on the season and we know that they're paying attention to that. Yes, I, I he is an A&M commit, sure, but I feel like as the days go 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 on, it's like how solid of a commit is David Hicks? Like I I'm starting to feel less and less confident. That he signs with A&M on signing day. Does that mean he ends up signing with OU? I, I can't tell you that for certain. Especially now that it seems like Oregon is in on this mix. But this goes back to everything that we've been saying for the past few weeks. If he visits OU, Bedlam weekend, OU's got a real puncher's chance here. Well, it's Tuesday of Bedlam week, and it still sounds like he's coming to OU on Saturday. And if that ends up happening...
1: OU is absolutely in the mix, down the stretch for David Hicks. Not telling you to get your hopes up, but they're in the mix. This listener on the text line says, you guys literally have a man crush on David Hicks. Do you not? Have you watched his film? You're the problem if you don't <laughs> recognize the importance of this recruitment. Uh, anything on Tecilia Khanna, asks another listener. The intel is all over the place on him. Uh-oh. I mean, all over He's the place. He's got one more official that he can take, right? He does, and apparently it's betwi- the word is... Uh, from our folks out on the West Coast that know Celia Kana's recruitment inside and out, it's between Tennessee and Utah. And I've said for a while I'd be most worried about Tennessee. I, I, I want him to take the Utah visit over the Tennessee yeah, visit no, no, sure. Legit, and it's weird to say that about an LDS kid. I'd rather have him take an OV to Utah than to Tennessee. But I think it holds true because, on the one hand, uh, Tennessee's five-star quarterback commit – the crown jewel of their class, Nico Yamaleava has that Polynesia connection with Tiscelia Akana, right? The island connection. Moreover, Tennessee actually hired a member of Akana's family to their staff. Wow! So, the plot thickens there. Michael Porter if,
0: Jr. style—they just hired his uh, dad as an assistant. <laughs> no, coach. not not his
1: dad. Not his dad. I don't think. I don't think if you hire a kid's dad, he can go to that <laughs> institution. At least not for two years. So, um. Yeah, I would be most worried about Tennessee, and I think if Tennessee ends up getting that final official for Akana, that's the point at which you start to Spurs squirm them. a little bit. Sure. But I, I'd still feel pretty good about that one if I'm an Oklahoma fan right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, boy, you'd feel a, a lot better about you know this current class and the future of everything if you get Akana in the end, you get Hicks in the end, and you get Bowen in the end. I mean, that, that's the way – that is the way to close out this 2023 class if you can pull off those three guys. You pull off those three guys, you're going to be well inside the top five and finish with a top five class, your highest ranking you've had in a long time. So, better have your best showing this weekend. You know, we talk all the time that wins and losses don't necessarily mean, you know, an ultimate decision by a recruit, but I think it's pretty obvious here. A win in prime time against your in-state rival – Would help out quite a bit for David Hicks' overall experience in Norman, Oklahoma. You need to have your best showing as a
1: team, as a fan base, everything. You need to put on a good show for this guy. One listener, the nine one eight on the text line, says, "Well, I'm glad I contributed to potentially getting Bowen, as I gave. Nice job. Yes, you know what? If Peyton Bowen is a Sooner, you, the listener, can confidently and honestly say, I did that." Let's see, they
0: had the Crimson and Cream donations. 55 one-time donations yesterday. Uh, 185 uh, in football. Okay. 160 day one total subscribers. Um, so in all, they, they raised 75680 and that's being matched by a donor or donors. Um, so they're up to over $151,000. Their goal is $3 million in 30 days. We'll see if they can pull
1: it off or not. Chase and OC says after our recent D line productivity on the field, every Sooner fan should put a ring on David Hicks' finger. <laughs> Seriously, uh, that's you guys are obsessed with David Hicks. Well, yeah, that's, that's one thing we haven't really talked about either is the fact that first off, Texas A&M does not have a good class, but fifth, hey,
0: uh, fifth best class in the in the state of Texas. I'd just like to point that out. The, all the time. one
1: elite dude that they have in the class happens to play the one position where Texas A&M has no immediate need for elite dudes. Meanwhile, in Oklahoma's case, <laughs> they, like, Oklahoma, with where the defensive line plays at, and they, Chase just kind of highlighted that, I don't know if there's a school right now that's legitimately pursuing David Hicks That needs him more than Oklahoma. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, we've seen it this year, That's a day one starter. Yeah. Promise you. That is a day one starter if he's a Sooner.
0: Greg from Lawton says, So not allowing the whims of an 18-year-old kid's decision affect my daily life makes me the problem? Hmm. (laughs) Welcome to college football recruiting. As a hardcore recruiting fan, yes, the decisions of 16, 17, and 18-year-old
1: kids can uh, can affect your day. Welcome to it. Uh the listener of the nine one eight says, Can we donate the white buffalo to lift the curse? Yeah, we Again, can. Hey, you know what? Um, um yes. If there's any car dealership out there willing to give me an endorsement deal and hook me up with a ride, I will be more it than happy to thing. It does have a Nebraska plate the
0: on the back. Does that matter to anyone? Does the white buffalo lose its value that it has a Nebraska plate and not an Oklahoma plate on the back? I'm
1: just wondering. I don't what? think its value matters because I think they're I think they're thinking like ritual immolation. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Push it off a cliff. <laughs> Is Peyton
1: Bowen and his little brother coming to Bedlam? That's the plan. That's the plan. Could Kip Lewis start next year? I mean, at this point, anybody could start next year on the defensive side of the ball. (laughs) Open competition everywhere, except for Billy Bowman's spot. Billy Bowman's a starter.
0: So we're going to try to run down, as the week goes on, just who exactly is going to be in town this weekend. David Hicks scheduled to be here. Both Bowen brothers are scheduled to be here. Taylor Wine says he's going to be here on Saturday. One of the newest uh, OU offers, and did I see that David Stone, defensive lineman in 2024, announced that he's going to be in town he's this weekend? He's going to be in town okay. as well. Yep. So this is like a this is like a collection of defensive players in Norman that we haven't seen in uh, many years. Like a, a total collection of star talent. Defensive wise, and Norman for one recruiting visit, like this just kind of tells you how, you know, the recruiting blueprint or whatever you want to say has shifted for OU. Like, there's elite defensive, du- like, it's way more of a, an elite defensive day than it is an elite offensive day. And now
1: the challenge becomes don't get slaughtered this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. If, if you lose, fine, but don't get slaughtered. I would just rather win. Is is that is that fair? No, I think everybody would rather win, Tyler. Seven like, and a half I, point favorite, by the way. Which I, I'm just like that. That line I, feels wrong. I, uh, I to don't me. know. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, Vegas knows all kinds of stuff I don't. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and I, say I, that they're misplaced.
0: I know OSU gives up a lot of yards through the air, but OU can't complete a deep ball right now. So I don't I don't know how how much that's really going to play into things because OU just cannot seem to hit on a deep ball here recently, and it's so maddening. That that is the case. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. You guys know the drill here. Uh, send in your crew questions. Send in your team questions. But coming up next, was Brent Venables talking about Jackson Arnold today at the press conference without actually mentioning Jackson Arnold's name? We'll let you decide coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Hey, we got to give away some uh, basketball tickets for tonight. OU UNC Wilmington, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. UNC Wilmington, pretty good little squad. They won the CBI last year. Um, they played number 1 North Carolina close in the season opener. They lost 69-56 inside the hey, Bean Dome. Hey,
1: but OU also played Sam Houston close in the season opener. That's true. That's a great point, Parker. They almost <laughs> won that game. They almost
0: did. Uh, first two people, because I, I got four tickets to give away. Um, each winner is going to get two tickets for tonight. 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line, which we thank them for the tickets. Um, first two to text... I want to go to the OU basketball game tonight, and I will use the tickets. we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> word win. for word. We'll win two tickets to tonight's OU men's. I Hoops want game. to
1: go to the OU basketball game tonight, and I will use the tickets. Yes. that has to be the text. Uh-huh. And if there's an
0: exclamation mark at the end of that, punctuate um, as you will. Yeah, a, a, exclamation mark might get you. Uh, might get you some bonus points here. We'll, Preferential we'll treatment. Yeah, we'll, we'll see here. 7 p.m. tonight. O U U N C Wilmington. All right, so you were at the press conference. I was back here at the studio listening to it. I don't know if you caught this as well, but oh, I, did re- I really felt like – Britt Venables didn't say Jackson Arnold's name, but it kind of felt like he was talking about him. Uh, say we had a, a top-notch quarterback committed, like you can go anywhere in the country, and schools are still coming after him really hard. Excellent schools that are in those big games that you're talking about are having those successful seasons. But somehow, some way, he continues to stay loyal to you because he sees a vision, he sees track record, he has, uh, you know, dreams to uh, have this amazing opportunity at, you know, your school, and and he's developed these relationships that mean something to him.
1: I love how Brent is just like hypothetically, yeah. if this
0: were the case, you know what I took from that? Um, Brent Venables is telling you to stop reading into Instagram rumors about their five-star quarterback. Stop listening to other stations that are citing such Instagram rumors and saying that Jackson Arnold is on Flip Watch. Britt Vittables, to me, was basically saying today, Parker, shut up, stop, he's committed here, quit worrying about him committing elsewhere, he is going to sign once the first signing day rolls around. That's what, I, that's what I, he was definitely talking about Jackson Arnold. I think we can all agree on that. But I think he was telling everybody to like, calm down. Just calm down about him at quarterback. He's going to be here. It's all good. And let me tell you the reasons why he is going to be here. And he cited those reasons.
1: which That's just an example of a guy who's been in the game a long time knowing exactly what he can and can't say and how to say it. He said it perfectly. Yes, he did. <laughs> Masterclass <laughs> by so, Red Venables.
0: You know, and, and I was already going to go about, you know, this 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 in a particular Like I'm not going to take any Jackson Arnold rumor seriously. And I'm not so naive that I don't think that there's going to be some other rumors that develop down the stretch here. Whether it's on Instagram or Twitter or wherever these Jackson Arnold rumors start to pop up. I'm not. I'm not going to listen to him. I do think that other teams have tried contacting him. Brent Venables uh, basically yes. just said exactly that. I, I do think that other teams have and will continue to try to contact him. I, I am not worried about a flip from Jackson Arnold whatsoever. Man, we and I should, don't
1: think you should be either. We should definitely use that uh, same line of phrasing to ask Brent Venables recruiting questions in every single presser from now on. So, Brent hypothetically speaking, let's say you had a five-star edge rusher and there was a program, (laughs) say they play in the Big Ten and they were undefeated and the word was they were going to try and flip him. How worried would you be? Yeah,
0: And he would not say P.J. Adebarre's name, but he would give us the lowdown on the P.J. Adebarre situation. That was a masterful job by Brent Venables today with that. So hey, if you don't want to take it from us, that's fine. But I don't know, I would listen to Brett Venable saying, calm down, Jackson Arnold's good. You don't have to get all worked up about rumors about him going to Notre Dame. Why would he go to Notre Dame? And I know the pushback is, why would he go to OU? They're 5-5. <laughs> and five. I'll take the track record of OU quarterbacks. I'll, 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 I'll take that over the track record of Notre Dame quarterbacks. Who's the that? best Notre Dame quarterback since Joe Montana? Brady Quinn. That's probably true. Who's who's even a close second? I don't I don't
1: know. I mean, like, man, okay. Notre Tommy Reese. Some, Tommy Reese. He's the offensive coordinator up there yeah. now. As a matter of fact, um, like Malik Zaire, Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser might like he needs to be in the conversation more for worst NFL quarterback of all time. True. Ian Book.
0: Ian Book. Well, he he did make a college football playoff. I, I think Ian Book did his last year, right? Uh, he made. They he got beat by Alabama. They playoffs. got beat by Alabama. I think maybe his senior season. Yeah, but
1: and his junior year they got beat by Clemson.
0: The pedigree at uh at OU for at quarterback is a little bit better. So just calm down just on Jackson Arnold. Bit. It's is he going to be. In town this weekend, by the way? That is the plan. I would be very shocked if OU's, one of their lead recruiters this year, <laughs> didn't make it to Norman for the biggest recruiting weekend of the of the
1: regular season. Yeah, I think it's safe to call him the lead recruiter. And, you know, with, like, with, with as many five stars, I, sh- I, I shouldn't act like there's a multiplicity. But with DJ Hicks and Peyton Bowen in town, especially with how close Arnold is with the Bowen brothers, yeah, you can expect that he's going to continue – to push the envelope and continue to stay in their ears all the way up until signing day about the University of Oklahoma. Because obviously, as we've discussed with Hicks and Bowen, there's a ton of comfort. There's a ton of familiarity with Oklahoma. And honestly, Tyler, to me, what it feels like is if the money's there, that's where they're going to be in the end. But the money's got to be there. Yeah. And, hey, as of yesterday, there's 151000 additional dollars there. Yeah, I'm going to go back to something else that Brandon Drum said
0: uh, on with you last hour. He said that oh, OU played the game the first time around with David Hicks. And, you know, certain situations at a and just, just won out there. But he did say oh, OU played the game the first time around. So if they're willing to play the game with David Hicks the first time around, they are willing to play the game, I think to a certain extent, with definitely guys like Peyton Bowen and some of these other guys that we're talking about here. Kendall asks,
1: who was the Notre Dame quarterback who beat Oklahoma and Norman? Everett Golson. His freshman year. Everett yeah. Golson. Had a huge throw, I think, in the fourth quarter of that game. Notre Dame went 12-0 and in the regular season, got to the national championship against Alabama, and the most interesting storyline that night was Brent Musburger hitting on Catherine Webb.
0: Yeah. Because um... the
1: game was entirely one-sided. Yeah, um, it was.
0: Brian Kelly, by the way, his best teams at Notre Dame, couldn't play with Alabama. I mean, shouldn't be on the same field with Alabama. Maybe the worst team he's going to have at LSU, at least the least talented team, he beats Alabama. So, if you're wondering why Brian Kelly... Left is the all-time winningest head coach at Notre Dame to go to LSU. Well, I guess we saw the reason a couple Saturdays ago. The ceiling at LSU is just a little bit higher than
1: it is at Notre Dame. Chase and OC says, So, Brent, let's just say you had an instant day one starter on the D-line and maybe he had a best friend that was a linebacker. Hmm. What would that hmm. deal possibly look like? I like that question, Chase. Good thinking. This listener to the 918 says, Parker, I'll buy you a Lamborghini if you can promise me Bowen and Hicks to Norman. Should I do it? Should I promise it?
0: Yeah, I... Who's this in the 918 that can just like just buy a Lamborghini for you that easily? It would be a Lamborghini with Nebraska plates, by the way, not Oklahoma plates. Let that be known. Maybe Parker thinks the Nebraska license plate looks better than the Oklahoma license it plate. Does. I actually wouldn't disagree with him on that one.
1: But just let you know where his loyalty still is. Shane the train in Newcastle says. I'm thinking about selling my wife's feet picks to USC players in hopes of raising a little bit more money for this collective. I just need to figure out her. or I just need to figure out how without her knowing. I
0: know the quarterback there would be very interested.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you know what? I think i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna guarantee or no I'm gonna promise Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicksnor. I think the benefit outweighs the cost here. If it happens, I get a Lambo. Apparently, there's well, always
0: the idea of a locked-in uh, OnlyFans page to help pay for it. Just a just a just a thought. Just going to throw it out there. Don't a know if anyone in
1: OnlyFans page. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Is your, is your vision for this that we're both contributing? Well, or... I think we
0: have uh, yes, but separate. You know, OnlyFans page to you know you know to try try and uh, try and get the number up. I'm going to guess that we're getting text saying, yeah, no thanks, on the
1: uh, OnlyFans invite. I'll pass on that one. Somebody in the 404, shout out Atlanta, says, what real man wouldn't hit on Catherine Webb? It's funny, like, if you look, somebody did a montage, somebody did a YouTube montage a few years back of Brent Musburger saying creepy things about college-age girls on broadcast. And 80% of and them it were was, about C-
0: Catherine Webb.
1: Yeah, but, like, it wasn't just that one instance either, yeah. like. <laughs> I think he
0: said something about AJ McCarron's mom during the OU Alabama Sugar Bowl oh game, boy. right? Yeah, I think that happened. How much of a threat is Oregon for DJ Hicks since he doesn't want to be far away from his family? Thanks, guys. Booba from the four hundred five.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't really regard Oregon as a threat. I think odds are if there's honestly, I, I in a. In total transparency, in a moment of 100% transparency, if DJ Hicks were to drive up the price of the brick and then take a massive bag somewhere that isn't Oklahoma or Texas A&M, I would think it's probably Texas. I would, yeah, because that listener said it. He doesn't want to be super far away from home. And Oregon's a long way from everything, Tyler. Even once you get into Oregon, the University of Oregon's still a long way from well,
0: everything. Well, um, I, I don't know uh, what's political affiliation that David Hicks is a part of, but it he uh, obviously lives in the state. Of, like Oregon and Texas, just the way things are, are quite a bit different between the two states. Unless you're in Austin, of course, then it's probably very similar. To <laughs> your Commit G-der to Oklahoma do. to own the
1: libs. <laughs> that's Tyler's pitch to DJ Hicks.
0: I would sell feet picks on the internet if it meant getting Hicks and Bowen. Yeah, all right. You're on record saying that. Teddy says, "How about a locked-in calendar? Are you willing to be Mr. February?
1: No, oh, of course. Okay, that's my birthday month. By all okay. means, mine's January. So there we go. Oh, look we at already that. have the order figured out. Beautiful." Okay, March to December, we'll just kind of figure it out after that.
0: 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More Cruton on the other side. Keep it right here on the homeless Fans with the ref. Is this what the Crimson Cream Collective they were singing today after their uh, was hundred fifty thousand dollar day after day one?
1: Oh man, after they feel rolled like into the is, office! This is what everybody's singing to Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks. This, at this needs point. to be the end of the third quarter song on Saturday, <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh man! And show him on the Jumbotron? Somebody would somebody would have to sacrifice their job to make it happen.
0: Please welcome David Hicks. So this song's playing, they show him. Come on, he'll come in on the spots. Oh, man. The Ref Army listening across the country. Appreciate that as always. K-R-E-F in the App Store. You can download our free app. Providence, Rhode Island. La Habra, California. Amarillo, Texas. Union, Kentucky. Cortland, Ohio. Clinton, Maryland. Hampstead, North Carolina. And Hennepin, Oklahoma is our small town of the day. Never heard of it Never heard of it either. I know. I don't think it has a school. Is why I've never Spell heard it. of it. H-E-N-N-E-P-I-N. It's west of Davis is the okay. best I could do on the map. Okay, interesting. I
1: was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Did not must, exist. Must be
0: real small. Down uh, south
1: Oklahoma, yes. Um, <laughs> we got a listener in the 918 that said, I'm currently speaking with my tribal council to see if there's a dance we can do to get Hicks and Bowen to Norman. And before someone gets offended, yes, I am a card-carrying native. <laughs> We need, we need a dance
0: to end the streak 80 days since OU's last commitment. Yes, I have been keeping count every single day. And we are going to celebrate when the streak is snapped. Do you think there is a chance that the streak is snapped on Sunday? Be it a public commitment, be it a silent commitment, what are the real possibilities of OU earning a commit this weekend during the Bedlam weekend, the day after
1: on Sunday? The day after, eh, I don't know if it happens that quickly. But I think a commitment, I would say multiple commitments, coming out of this visit weekend, the odds are strong. Because Ashton Sanders right now is a battle between Oklahoma and Wisconsin. And we've talked about that situation there. I'm sure there are plenty of Oklahoma fans like, well, how are we going toe-to-toe against Wisconsin? Well, the reality is in Oklahoma, you're not playing a whole lot better, if better at all than Wisconsin is right now. And Wisconsin's got one of the best defensive minds in the country, Jim Letter. And then, of course, with Taylor Wines' ties to the state of Oklahoma, the Edmund heritage, I'd be surprised if he's not a Sooner in the end. Uh, my buddy Jake, loyal
0: member of the Ref Army, says that Hennepin is, there's a post office and a fire department. I'm surprised that there's a fire department. But there's a post office, fire department, He doesn't say that there's a school or not, but I'm going to guess that there's not. Uh, This one for the 580. The other station won't say name is saying that Jackson Arnold rumors about flipping to Notre Dame is a thing.
1: Is this true? God, no. This this is still happening today? Like right now? They were doing it yesterday. They're doing it again today. God. No, it's not. I mean, this is why you don't use Instagram. To stay up to date on recruiting news, people. I, for those of
0: you that heard the Brent Venables audio clip that we played last segment, I mean, I think that kind of says it all.
1: Jeez. Unbelievable. Uh, Kyle Brokenbow Broken Bow says, Please, please, please just do the rest of the show in the PA guy voice. <laughs> well, someday
0: that's going to happen, I promise you. Weather is going to suck on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it will. It's going to be
0: cold. Yeah, it's going to be really cold. Um, thank you for bringing that up because – the entirety of our pregame coverage, and that starts with Parker going on the air at well, I guess you'll go on the air at twelve thirty. Um, Yo, Pablo on Campus Corner. We're gonna be inside. You guys are gonna want to be inside on Saturday. Uh, we want to be inside. Call us soft, whatever you want, but come hang out with us with uh, at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner,
1: twelve thirty to uh, five thirty. Last pregame show of the year. You'd assume. I don't know what, what our plans are for bowl coverage yet. If Oklahoma gets to a bowl, that's... Well, they'll at least if. play the Tech game, for sure. We'll do a pregame show for the Tech game.
0: Oh, will we? Okay, sweet. You didn't think we'd do a pregame show for the Texas Tech game last Like, on location,
1: we're going to do it? We're going to be in Lubbock? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I don't, I don't plan on going to that blank show. Okay, no. Okay, I was just making... Like, ugh, that, you want to talk about cold. I can only imagine it is going to be frigid in Lubbock, Texas. Oh, with that wind blowing? Can, with Woo! that wind blowing, yes
0: buddy i've been to a cold game in lubbock before was 10 years ago when they played out there in 2012 it's not fun when the wind is whipping around out there
1: when it's already cold it's tough nobody better hit me with a tortilla because i'll throw it back yeah especially
0: with how and where they hide those tortillas to get them into the stadium Uh that's not something that you want um, slapping across your face
1: just let alone a battery If I get hit by a battery, oh, I'd rather take the battery over where I I I think the tortilla I might pull a Ron Artest. (laughs) (laughs) Just climb
0: into the stands. Oh, please. 6.30 on FS1, I think, is the game against Tech, and we see Parker pulling a Ron Artest. He's got his uh, photographer little vest on that they have to wear (laughs) on the field, and he's climbing up there and beating up some kid. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, P.J. Atabare Tuesday update for him. He's... I actually got it on really good authority that he's going to be in town this weekend. Yeah, well, I, 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 imagine, I, know.
1: Yes. I, I imagine I know where that's coming and from. I and I yes. asked
0: that individual, like, hey, is there anything going on with this Ohio State thing? And they didn't seem to think that there was really something going on between P.J. and Ohio oh, State. Oh, shocking. Yeah, You don't say. But there, more rumors with committed guys to OU, their top two players, it's oh, Jackson Arnold to Notre Dame. Maybe PJ I should, to Ohio State. Maybe like, I should eh, make I an so. Instagram
1: burner account and superimpose the Ohio State logo over a picture of PJ Adabare and see if I can get the rest of the market to start reporting on <laughs> PJ being a potential flip candidate. Isn't the pit quarterback recruit the one flipping to Notre Dame? Yes, that but, one. Yeah, yeah. He and he decommitted yesterday, right? Uh, Kenny Minchie, yes, four-star, formerly committed to Pittsburgh, Elite 11 finalist. All signs point toward him being Notre Dame's signal caller in this class.
0: Hicks, Sanders, P.J., LeBlanc, and Wine, not a bad D-line haul, IMO. Well, that could be the best defensive line haul in the entire 2023 class if that's how OU ends up closing. Eh. It'll be arguably one of the
1: best. It'll be up there. I think Ohio State is in line to sign a really, really good class. Because the thing, and part of the reason why I didn't buy the PJ smoke to begin with is just because Ohio State doesn't need PJ. (laughs) Like, they got a couple other five star prospects on the defensive line that they either already have committed or they're trying to close on. Obviously, DeMon Wilson, the five star edge out of Venice, Florida, at the top of that list. But given that they're trying to close out DeMon Wilson, it just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for them all of a sudden to start uh, recruiting PJ as well.
0: The Fairweather fans are really showing out this year. Yeah, what's that in reference to? I'm interested what you're talking about. Uh a frozen tortilla would be like a discus says Peyton. Yeah, that that wouldn't feel good, the frozen tortilla hitting you across the
1: face. No, it would not. And I like I'm, I'm anticipating the tortilla's being cold, if not frozen.
0: Up here in Superior, Wisconsin, I'll be watching my Sooners for the high of 25 degrees. Yeah, probably gonna be cold up there in Wisconsin, but it's definitely gonna be a chilly night in Norman, Oklahoma. How do you think, um you think the crowd's gonna be good on Saturday? After this five and five start to the season?
1: I mean, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I would You're five so. and five, it's gonna the year. be freaking cold. I don't know, Tyler. I really don't.
0: I, I I think I think OU fans will show up and they'll show out. I I did think at one point in time this was going to be a um atmosphere where you could just feel the venom in the air, like 2020, uh, maybe even 2003. I, I I think it'll be a good crowd, but I don't know if there's just going to be the venom in the air that I thought that there was going to be early in the year. Both teams are coming in, disappointing years. Like I, I, OU definitely wants to win this game. If this is the last time that you play them for a while, you don't want to let these dudes have scoreboard over you, because everyone knows... How miserable it's going to be to live in the state, Parker. If your last two matchups, you've lost both of them, and they have scoreboard over you for several years before you play them again. Like, this is – it's it's a must-win game. You
1: better win on Saturday. Yeah. But for more reasons – Dominate Bedlam for a century and then lose the last two.
0: Yeah, and again, like, you just need to have your best showing for all of the high-profile recruits that are going to be in town. And there's a lot of
1: high-profile recruits that will be in town on Saturday. Just got to have
0: your best showing.
1: Jason OC said, if slash when Parker ever becomes a father one day, the name he will rule out for sure is Peyton. Yeah, That's probably true. <laughs> I'm one of those, like, I'll, I'll form connotations with names. And so, yes, that, the connotation that I will always have with the name Peyton, just because of how much we've had to talk about him over the course of the last year, yep. is Peyton Bowen. Um, your daily Nebraska rumor mill on who the next
0: head coach is going to be. Oh boy, it was Dion last week. It was Matt Rule at the beginning of the week. It was uh, Aranda last week as well. It's it's uh, Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule. Oh, is starting Matt Rule. Okay. Yeah, Matt
1: Rule is starting to gain a lot of steam up there. Look, it, I, I think it's going to be Lance Leipold. That's who. I, I, that's who I think it should be, and that's who I think it will be. And now these kiffin to Auburn rumors are really starting to get going. Yeah, like there's there's teeth to that. That's legit. We'll That's see if, not
0: just BS. We'll see if Lane's just trying to get a uh, pay increase by Ole Miss or what's going on there. But there seems to be some uh, real
1: rumblings around there that, that, could, that he's the leader. I know that this, like post-Harson firing, this is not the first time that Kiffin and Auburn have been in communication regarding him being their potential next head coach.
0: By the way, if you're an interim head coach, and you want to get granted the full-time head coaching position at the end of the year, probably a bad move to win your first game and drop an F-bomb on live television. Cadillac Williams didn't have a chance to get the Auburn job did full-time. He re- did he yet. do that? I was watching it live on the SEC okay. Network. And and I it was, it was watching really, it live, too, and I didn't notice that. It, well, I did until they like showed it again on Twitter, and I said, oh, yeah, that absolutely was an F-bomb. I don't know, maybe at Auburn. That increased his chances of becoming the head coach full time at the end. So like, yeah, he cares. Auburn <laughs> totally, football, right there. It would totally be their reaction. 405 651 3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text lines. I have awarded the tickets to tonight's OU men's basketball game, by the way. So if you got a text from me, congratulations. You're going to the OU men's hoops game tonight, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. OU and UNC Wilmington tonight at 7 p.m. In the Lloyd Noble Center, final segment of Locked In coming up next. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune. We're inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune. Final time for you to get in during this hour on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I can't, no, I, I actually can believe. It's just still amazing to me that some people are employed and paid and to still spew out garbage such as Jackson Arnold is on flip watch to Notre Dame. I mean, if, if you just pay any attention—I mean, any attention whatsoever to the situation, Parker,
1: you would know that that's completely false. Okay, yeah, look, like, I, I, I think it's still—it it, would have still been dumb yesterday, but I would have gotten it because it's just—I it, mean, it's all speculation at that point. Nobody really knows where the speculation is coming from, and so it's at least worth mentioning, as we did, if only to quash it, but— after Kenny Minchie decommitted from Pittsburgh yesterday around 3.30 in the afternoon, everybody, that, everybody with half a modicum of sense saw that and figured, okay, well, that's, that's it. That's what, every, that's what all the Notre Dame buzz was about. It's not hard to connect the dots. Well, you, you can even go past that. The guy is
0: visiting Norman this weekend. I mean, he's going to be in Norman unofficially again for the Bedlam game. Why would he come to Norman unofficially again if he was seriously thinking about flipping to Notre Dame? He wouldn't be here. Like If there was a serious thought about Jackson Arnold flipping anywhere else,
1: he wouldn't be coming. Jackson Arnold's been to every single home game this year, I believe, right? Uh, no, he was not at the most recent one, and he was not Okay, at... well, he's been to the majority of them. He's been to four home games. And
0: he'll be at this one on Saturday like, golly, just pay a little bit of attention. But w- whatever. Um... <laughs> don't listen to recruiting um, advice or recruiting intel from people who don't literally ever pay attention to it. That would be my advice. Brent Venables did say something else interesting about recruiting today. And while talking about Oklahoma State, I don't know if you caught this or not, he mentioned how many Oklahoma kids they have on their roster. And I think he said they Oklahoma State has more Oklahoma kids than we do and then immediately pointed out the level of success OSU's had recently with all those Oklahoma kids. I thought it was interesting because that's the second time during a press conference this year where he has mentioned the importance of recruiting the state of Oklahoma. He's made it pretty clear on where he stands with in-state kids and how they want to go about that moving forward.
1: Save your Cole Adams text text line. And I would hope that what the end of this cycle brings is a plethora of PWO offers to in-state players that deserve it, because I, I'll tell you right now, Tyler Brandon Harper should have a PWO offer to Oklahoma. Camden Six Killer should have a PWO offer to Oklahoma. Keegan Bass should have a PWO offer to Oklahoma. You have literally nothing to lose with these kids. You never know, like, and they're gonna they're gonna have offers elsewhere, sure. But how often, and I would say I, I would argue the answer is quite often. How often are you going to get a guy like Gavin Freeman? who all he's ever wanted to do is play football at the University of Oklahoma, regardless of what the path looks like, and will spurn other scholarship offers to make that happen. In the state of Oklahoma, there are plenty of kids who are wired like Gavin Freeman. That's not to say they're as talented as Gavin Freeman, because (laughs) Gavin Freeman's maybe the most impactful troop freshman preferred walk-on that Oklahoma has had this century. But you will find a lot of hidden gems in the state of Oklahoma who just want to wear the crimson and cream anyway, anyhow. And you have nothing to lose by doing all that you can to bring those kids to Norman. And that's what Brent Vittables
0: clearly I mean, he said it a couple times at a press conference now. He has uh, made it very clear on where he stands, which I thought was interesting that he mentioned it again today. That he mentioned Oklahoma State, the amount of in state Oklahoma kids they have, and the uh, success that they've had here recently. By the way, current recruiting rankings, OU's still at number seven. Probably need to point that out every single day, what the current recruiting rankings are, but that's where OU's at. Still at number seven. Miami and Florida, um, they are tussling back and forth with uh, one another again, seemingly, for a highly ranked prospect that could be committing soon. It continues to be. The most intense recruiting rivalry in all of college football. The Cadets and the fun, Gators.
1: Fun to watch from a distance, and I'm glad I don't have to cover it.
0: Taylor Wine here on Saturday. PJ Atabare here on Saturday. Jackson Arnold here on Saturday. The Bowen Brothers, David Hicks as of now. Um, the big time prospects will be rolling in this weekend, and we'll do our best to kind of give you an updated list as the week goes on about who is uh, exactly going to be in town for this Bedlam weekend. That'll do it for Locked In. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in, the ref.